0: What a train wreck that was. That was <laughs> I was amped up, man.
1: I really was going with it. <clears throat> and you're like, no, you don't get to just put Matt Ryan up there just because you want it to be true. <laughs> I saw your face, like, no, that's that's not that's not right, even though you want that.
0: Hello and welcome to Fantasy Football Interrupted, season 4, episode number 6. This is the podcast for the every person looking for practical advice in drafting and managing your fantasy football team. And this wonderful podcast is co-hosted by a dynamic duo of regular dudes, my partner, Alex K. Alex K, and myself, J-Mac, I pulled a little uh, tricky-dicky on you (laughs) on that one, you weren't ready for it, huh?
1: Yeah, that's right, Jamal. All right, all right. Yes,
0: <laughs> J-Mac, a.k.a. Jamal. All right. So, Alex, I have a ton of questions already to start off. I mean, what about Lewis Hamilton's amazing, almost record-tying race? How about that double red flag that they had and those double pile-up four cars off of the safety car turnabout? Oh, my God. I mean, the Formula One
1: race this weekend was just absolutely bananas. Am I Am I in the wrong place? I feel like... I feel like I've started in the middle of a movie, like I'm my wife right now on any Netflix original movie. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I saw FFI and I saw FI. I'm thinking
0: Formula One because actually that's all I was able to watch this weekend because of lovely DirecTV and their crappy, crappy customer service and crappy, crappy service. I could not actually watch football this week, but that does not matter because I have a phone and I was able to track my fantasy football team and the happenings on, going on throughout all Sunday and today. So
1: that sounds very, very painful. I have the NFL network. You should have told me. (laughs) Well,
0: you know, of course, it all happens last minute. You know, the best laid plans, whatever, something, something, something after that. I don't know what the saying is.
1: That's what they say. That's what they say. say.
0: So anyway, so much to actually talk about with fantasy football, not Formula One right now. So let's get into it, Alex. And we'll start off with our fantasy talk question of the week. And I just want to know after week one. When certain unassuming players just kind of break out out of nowhere, do you feel like you kind of messed up in your draft prep and your research or are these players just kind of getting out there because of chance and luck or just flashing the pants?
1: I drafted Miles Sanders first overall and he sat. so yeah, I've got a little lamenting to do. <laughs> you got a little little regrets already going on a, a little bit. <laughs>
0: I feel the exact same way when I see that uh, only one player on my team reached double digits this week. Yeah, I've got some issues. So I think many people feel that anybody, especially on a losing end or just squeaking by, is like kind of kicking themselves now. Like, I should have picked that guy. I should have picked that, that guy. But so is life. And we are going to try to correct all those mistakes going forward now and that we're going to try to start off with our top five weekly position rankings part one and this is the first one that actually matters since we've been doing this alex and let's get right on into it and we're starting with the quarterback so starting at number five we have lamar jackson
1: crazy right he went in the first round in some of my drafts
0: yeah you know well uh this is my man this is the guy who got me my double digit points so on my team so i'm very happy with lamar jackson i i Uh, yeah, this is exactly what I expected out of him. I got him 27.5 points. Uh, just everything I want him to do this week. So moving on then to the number four, uh, quarterback, we have Josh Allen. That is your man. He
1: narrowly squeaked by me. Yeah, no, I, um, he was the number two overall quarterback, uh, coming out of last year. Um so I got him real late. He was definitely a value quarterback, so I'm happy about that. Yeah, there's a lot of people that were talking about him kind of coming
0: back down to earth this year, so we'll see, but he started off with a bang, so good for him. Uh moving on then to the third quarterback, who do we got up?
1: Third quarterback, Matt Ryan, the guy I've been talking up all season long. But you did not pick for some reason. Did not pick him. Yeah, who did I get? Oh, I got Josh Allen, who again, like just equally as good in my opinion, you know, like uh I felt like I could wait longer on Josh Allen. Matt Ryan was already gone earlier yeah. in the rounds. All right, fair enough. Uh, moving on to number two, we have Aaron Rodgers from the Green
0: Bay Packers. If you've ever heard of him, uh, 30 plus points. He had 364 yards, four touchdowns. Very nice game from them.
1: Yeah, man. He was amazing. He was lights out. I wish he had done that last year when I had him both as a quarterback in the league and when I picked Devonte Adams. So thanks a lot, yes, Aaron. With your first round pick, Devonte Adams, showing what
0: Alex thought he was going to give him last year in this first game. So we'll see how that I was early. I was early.
1: Who was the number one? Who
0: was the number one? It was Sir Russell Wilson with 31 plus points. He had 322 yards and four touchdowns, in addition to another 29 rushing yards on the ground. So good for Russell Wilson. This is to be expected. He was a top three pick of ours all around. I will say as a as a regret on a sidebar here, this was the guy I was eyeing up when I discussed wanting to do the two quarterback strategy and pick two big quarterbacks early. I didn't pull the trigger and I regret it now because I really could have used him for some trade bait or Lamar Jackson, either one, because I really need a running back. But we'll get into that later on. Me too, me too. All right. So we're going to be moving on then into the tight end position. And we are starting down at the number five spot, David N- Njoku. Is that how you say his name in the five spot? <laughs> Njoku. Njoku. David Njoku. There you go. The, Njoku. is silent, N-joku. And it's silent, everyone. N- <laughs> Uh, which, uh, hold on a second. Breaking news. Hold on.
1: He's on the IR.
0: <laughs> David Joku is now on the IR. He got three of three targets for 50 yards and a touchdown in the loss to the Ravens. But... He's placed on the injured reserve with some sort of knee injury. So there you go. Breaking news happening right here, right now.
1: I don't even want to talk about what Yahoo is making me think that's happening right now. Like numbers just keep switching. And I don't know if it's just because I'm depressed from how my fantasy standings lasted uh, this weekend. But uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on, man. I'm going to let you lead me through this. You lead me through this list. You are my guiding light.
0: All right, here we go. So. That was, uh, so I'm sorry. So there was a little confusion here. So Logan Thomas is moving into the five spot because David Joku was in the five spot, but breaking news, he is now on the IR with an injury, uh, with a knee injury. So we're moving Logan Thomas of the Washington football team up into that five spot. Going to number four, we have Travis Kelsey, 14 points. Not too bad about what you would expect, I guess, out of a Kelsey. I mean, you always expect maybe a little more than that, but he's doing his job. Uh, he had 50 yards and a touchdown. So looking pretty good there.
1: That's about what you're going to get from Kelsey every week, in my opinion. You're not going to get those 20-point games anymore. There's just too many weapons now.
0: Uh, I agree 100%, uh, which is why we talk about putting uh, Mr. George Kittle possibly above him in number one. We'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, TJ Hawkinson of the Detroit Lions up there with another 14 points as well. Almost the same line,
1: 56 yards, one touchdown. Not bad. Someone's got to get into the end zone on that team. So, yeah, it's fine.
0: Well, you know, Detroit actually didn't look too bad with some of their players. So...
1: Who is the number two person? Who is the number two tight end?
0: I gotta say this this is the shining light of my weekend in fantasy football for the LA locals because I, I'll I'll say it up front, I didn't have a great week. But but the one silver star I get on this one is that the guy that is the number two tight end right now in all football is the man that I was that we were both
1: talking much. Very, very much both
0: of hyping us Hyping him up a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, and that is Dallas Goddard of the Philadelphia Eagles. He had 20-plus points with 101 receiving yards and a touchdown. Just a great game overall. Uh, outshone uh, Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz, I think he had also a touchdown, but then he had a couple of plays where he actually dropped the ball. So they went Dallas Goddard heavy on the Eagles team, and it paid off for him. So we were talking about this last week. I was a little upset with myself for picking him so early. Uh, I probably could have got him a little later, which is still true. But you know what? In the end, as long as the guy performs... That's all that matters, and so far in week one, he's performed, so kudos to us.
1: I agree. I I tried to get him on every single team I could. I had other leagues where people were like you, who knew uh, kind of about the Eagles. I think they were Eagles fans, maybe, because uh, I really felt like I was going to be able to snake him from people who thought Ertz was the better tight end to pick up, but... Uh, again it doesn't always happen but this was a shining light for both of us where we were very very right Uh, agreed agreed uh so number one who was in the number one spot mark andrews thanks for letting me say the guy that i drafted in the 12th round last year but could not get this year and i'm not really sure why i didn't try harder to get him on my team i really should have um i just i was on the waller train yeah and uh that that didn't work so
0: great for you this weekend and neither did george kittle for me uh actually you and i Darren Waller, george kittle 7.5 7.3 i mean just right next to each other nothing yep. uh and unfortunate for me george kittle is also questionable now with a knee injury because of his awesome quarterback who loves to air balls over his head so yeah am i bitter nah maybe we'll see, I'll see if he plays all right that is the tight end spot you got anything else to add on the tight ends
1: no, I just I love the fact that the top two tight ends are, are both underrated, in my opinion. And, and kind of what we say is you don't have to go after Kelsey in that first round and still get a good tight
0: end. Agreed. There. Agreed. There is always some diamond in the rough for the tight ends out there somewhere. And last year was Mark Andrews. This year, maybe this it's year Dallas. Goddard. It.
1: That's what we're thinking.
0: OK, so, well, Alex, then you have a very good tab on tight ends. So I'll be listening closely to what you have to say next year for your tight ends uh, that you're going to be looking for. <laughs> I won't tell you. <laughs> Moving on to the defensive position, at the number five spot, we have the Los Angeles Chargers.
1: Such a weird thing to say, but yeah, they're the Chargers. They had 11 points. Not much that's to say. Good.
0: That's Yeah, that's great. 11 points. That's You know what? Yeah, that's what you if want. I can get, that's ideal. That's what I want, yeah. That, I want 11, 12 points out of my defense. I'm a happy
1: because player. Because a defense is one of those players that's diminishing returns a lot of the time, where you're really just hoping to sustain points of loss and, and like each time the other team scores, it's just such a huge chunk.
0: Well, especially when you get a team that does one big play in the beginning with a defense, you see, they have like, you know, 21 points and you're like, Oh wow. But then you're like, okay, you just see it kind of getting chipped away as the game goes on. You're just saying, I hope this stabilizes hot, pretty high. And, that's always the game for defense. So, moving on. Yeah, who do, I think
1: that happened to the Vikings. Yep, go ahead. Who's the, who's the next one up here? At number four. New England. I'm not surprised, but I kind of am, considering the fact that half the team opted to not play this season. Mm-hmm. But there were lights out for me last year. I didn't expect them to be great this year. But I guess with Cam Newton... They're probably going to be bleeding a lot of the clock. So if New England's still out there and they, there's no reason they should be, uh, go pick them. That's
0: right. That's right. All right. Moving on to number three, we got
1: Baltimore's defense, which was to be expected. Again, yeah. Number three, 15 points. That's great. That's exactly what everybody thought. Let's talk about the number two team, though. I mean, that's pretty impressive. I, didn't, I never would have drafted them. That number two team,
0: I know, uh, the Washington defense, you know, and I kept hearing things, just doing some research. Washington defense is a team to watch, but I, I couldn't do it. They were actually in the uh, 8 7 six spot in our ADP list we were going over. But who's going to take the chance on Washington's defense? The end offseason that team had.
1: I'll tell you who, 4%. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. you're saying there's somebody. <laughs> Yeah, there's not a, not a lot of them, but 4% of people rostered the the Washington football team's defense, so uh, they knew what was up. The number one team here, I do want to do a little chest dumping here, is the New
0: Orleans Saints. And I did point this out as a kind of sleeper team for defenses when we were having our discussions. I didn't believe in, in as much of what I actually said and didn't pick them, but uh, you know it's do as I say, not as I do kind of uh, situation there.
1: Yeah, I mean, three sacks, two interceptions against supposedly the GOAT, Tom Brady. So, You know,
0: it's hard to say where this comes from. I mean, their offense wasn't super great either, so it was a defensive battle more. And also, Tampa Bay, in the one sense, you got to give them a little bit of time to gel. I mean, there's a brand new team for this quarterback who's been at the same team for, what, almost 20 years. Uh, You know, I I think there's a lot of growing pains on Tampa Bay, but they could straighten it up. So I don't know yet where New Orleans necessarily fits, but... Wait I don't
1: either, but it's a good start.
0: Yes, it is. We'll,
1: we'll look again next week, and if they're double-digit teens again, uh, and they're still on the waiver wire, either of those two teams, obviously no one's paying attention. But So are you making that's, a, that's a play a on
0: either of these teams? Do you think it's worth you know taking a chance on Washington, that they'll play well again?
1: So that was a division game. Usually those are defensive battles, in my opinion, because they're trying to outsmart each other the whole time. Tampa Bay's was, like you're saying, Brady had just... i would probably more likely to pull the trigger on New Orleans than I would be uh, Washington Agreed. just because of who the quarterback is on that team.
0: Um, yeah, and I'll just point out for Washington, the Eagles were very injury depleted. Their offensive line... Alshon is,
1: Jeffrey, Miles Sanders, yep, the offensive line.
0: Their offensive line, Lane Johnson didn't play. Uh, their line is a mess right now, so they're having issues there. So not a whole lot of bright spots for the Eagles to begin with as far as no. player personnel. So it could be a red herring right now for Washington as well. So,
1: I agree. I agree. So New Orleans is actually the defense you should go for. Agreed.
0: Okay. So that was our first round of position rankings. We're moving into some breaking news and current events. And <laughs> and <laughs> more or less is the injury report. So let's start off with some uh, big injury news. So the first one we're going to touch on is the Colts running back Marlon Mack, done for the season with an Achilles injury, torn Achilles This kind of reshuffles the backfield of Indianapolis a bit. We have Niall Hines in there, and we have Jonathan Taylor, who's the rookie. So where does this go?
1: Yeah, I mean, they're going to have a running back by committee between the two of those names you just said. Um, I'm obviously not as high on the rookie as I am on Hines, just because uh, I feel like you'll get better trust from the veterans. So his stock definitely rises, in my opinion. Um, But the people that... Drafted Taylor are feeling pretty happy about themselves. We've got a guy in our league who had Mac and was trying to trade him all week before it started, and uh, I myself told him nobody wants Mac, and here we are. So the question is, though, uh, Niles Hines ended up getting doing
0: very well in that game. I mean, they were both more all-purpose yards rather than just pure rushing yards. So it's again kind of hard to see where that's going to shake out as far as that backfield. But right now, I think I agree with you. Hines is the guy to target if he's still available in your league. Uh, moving on, we have a high ankle sprain for Michael Thomas. And I just got to say, ugh, my first round pick, just it's not looking good right now. He supposedly is going to try to play through high ankle sprain. High ankle sprains are the worst things you can ask for for running backs or wide receivers. They worst. just they linger. They can't get up the speed. So I'm I'm frustrated by this one.
1: Does that mean that I should be trying to trade for Emmanuel Sanders right now? Maybe. I mean, somebody's got to catch the ball. If anything, he's going to be out there for as a decoy, probably. I mean, at best, he's... Who else is on that team that's rosterable, though? I mean, I...
0: Yeah, it's hard to say. It's a question of, is uh, Latavius Murray going to get more looks out of the backfield?
1: He's about to start... I'm about to put him on my AJ Green list of people to never trust to get you points.
0: With Tyson Hill, the... uh... The hybrid quarterback wide receiver.
1: I'd much rather have him. Okay.
0: All right. Well, that's maybe a guy if you want to just take a chance as a bench guy. If you got the space, if you got uh, you're looking for something special, maybe him. But he's a boomer bust kind of guy. All right. Moving on. Then touched on it briefly. Miles Sanders did not play with a hamstring injury, and we're still monitoring this situation. He's a day to day kind of guy.
1: Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm not super worried. It is just week one, and and I really did draft him as like my down-the-road sort of stable back. So I'm not I'm not worried, but I definitely didn't put in place a week one game plan just in case. I, I, didn't, I didn't do that on my team. And here's the situation
0: with the Eagles, too. There's no real handcuff there. Like, you going out and getting uh, Boston Scott isn't really going to help you. He didn't do anything in that game. And then they're kind of going to go back to a running back by committee now, if anything. So you have to find help elsewhere.
1: Yeah, I got that. Um, but I've got Leonard Fournette who is also in a similar question as, uh, sort of Hines and Jonathan Taylor.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, and I'm in that boat with you having Ronald Jones. So yeah. Fun times at the running back position. Uh, And more running back position fun, uh, James Conner now out with an ankle injury with the Steelers. He had all of six carries, I think, off of three drives and went down with some sort of ankle injury, uh, left the game. No real word yet of what's going on. So the question is, Benny Snell in the driver's seat. uh, If it's longer term, which we don't know yet, that's the guy. He ended up putting up over 100 yards, I think. He played really well tonight.
1: He uh, He definitely flashed to my radar as somebody to target, somebody to put on the watch list. Um, he was, his name's definitely been buzzing around as, as somebody to look into.
0: So the point is almost really, it doesn't matter who Pittsburgh puts in at running back. Just grab the Pittsburgh running back. That's just the
1: moral of the story here. That's it. Just grab the Pittsburgh running back. Can we also talk about the fact that they were uh, targeted as the number one defense draft?
0: All right. Thanks. Uh, we'll have to go talk to the person who drafted them. Uh, was the first defense in our draft. So we'll, we'll, we'll get back to you. We'll get the producers on that. We're going to get back into our top five weekly position rankings, and um, oh, there's one missing, so uh, I don't know what happened. It feels like we should have three here, but there's only two, so I don't know. We'll just have to go what's on the chart here. Uh, Wide receiver. Now, at the number five spot, we have Sir DeAndre Hopkins for the Arizona Cardinals. Coming in with 22 points. Uh, this is about to be expected. Uh, 151 yards, no touchdowns, which is probably why he was held back a little bit. But 151 yards, man, it's a lot of yards.
1: Yeah, we always expect that from DeAndre Hopkins. He's one of the most reliable He's
0: one of the most reliable wide
1: receivers out there.
0: Most reliable high-end wide receiver. I mean, the guy who's really gonna get you those 20 points almost week in and week
1: out. No, I I mean not even not even just fantasy-wise. Like I remember a stat. Like, he catches 96% of wow. the passes thrown at him. Like, something something astronomically ridiculous. Some scientific number where he is the most catchable wide receiver, or however you'd like to say that. Well, he
0: just got a gigantic contract extension from Arizona, so he is going to be there for a while catching lots of balls
1: from Kyler Murray, and it's going to be a beautiful thing to watch. That is beautiful. Who is number four? You tell me. I don't know. You tell me. Robbie Anderson. What? There you go.
0: <laughs> everybody saw this one coming, meaning nobody saw this one coming. Uh, nope.
1: We, just me. We talked about it. <laughs>
0: we were like, who in Carolina going to catch the ball? And you're like, I guess Robbie Anderson. I'll take a flyer on him. And there it is.
1: I did. I was like, I, I was super excited when he was still on the board. And I remember telling everybody, like, I just got Robbie Anderson. And each and every one of you were like, yeah, good. <laughs> so question Did you start him? I lost because I didn't start him.
0: Oh, okay. All right. All right. Super high, super low. I know the feeling, man. Dallas Goddard. I know the feeling. All All low. 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 All low. Mostly lows. Uh, So what? That's your shining star. That's your silver star of the day, though, man. Grabbing Robbie Robbie Anderson. So going forward, though, this is looking good because uh, also Teddy Bridgewater looked very good, though, for Carolina. And they look like they know what they're doing with him. So... This actually could be one of the steals of the draft, I think, long term as fi- having a, a
1: solid W-2, W-3 wide receiver. I generally pull one of those out uh, every draft where there's one guy where everyone's like, yeah, why'd you pick him? And then goes, oh. Uh, all right.
0: Moving on to number three, we got Adam Thielen. Uh, about right. I mean, he's he, this is his high end. I think this is kind of his ceiling.
1: I mean, is this, is this not just the product of Thielen and Cousins? being teammates for so long and they just got rid of digs so i mean is that not really what this is for week one is this that's who he knows the best right now he is an alvin to clear cut number one i don't know i'd say you trade him i think this this may be one of his highest games of the season
0: interesting interesting idea you would trade for him though i'll bet but anyway moving on to number two why don't you talk about the number two receiver here alex i'll give you the honors
1: Number two from the Falcons, Calvin Ridley, who I love to target year in yes, and you year do. Out. Yes,
0: you do. And I brought him up as kind of my honorable mention in my top five of wide receivers that I thought could have that breakout year this year. And
1: I think we talked about that with Gurley coming in and they, could, they had to start putting eight men in the box. It was going to free it up for somebody. And we already knew they were going to double cover Julio Jones, even though he's a beast and can still put up numbers. I believe we talked about it this season that Calvin Ridley was going to be the wide receiver for the Falcons. So I'm not surprised. Yeah, I mean, I it just it, makes actually. sense. I mean, he's just the younger guy. He's probably
0: still got he's got an extra step that Julio doesn't have anymore. Those kind of things like it's all these small intangibles that he I think now has over Julio. And like and then outlining what you just said, I think really shapes up that he's going to have a lot of points this season. So he might be end up being one of the top three receivers this season. Possibly. I'll give you the honors again, Alex. Who is number one? Unless you want me to take the honors, I can take them back away from you. Ugh,
1: Devontae Adams. It's like, no. I mean, it's too late. You've already given. You don't take it back. Uh, don't be a. Oh, Devontae Adams at number one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: wow. Oh, man. All right. I don't know if I'll have to bleep that one out. I'll have to debate it. (laughs) All right. Devontae Adams. I mean, he is doing what all the experts have been saying. He's going to do all last season. He finally did it. Uh, 34 points. I mean, 156 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, they were just locked in. I mean, obviously that whole game was kind of a back and forth battle. Like you said, it's, it's a division game. Let's see how green Bay holds up, but I'm not saying green Bay can't do this, but it. This was a, a boom week for them.
1: Relax, relax. They're not gonna do relax. this every week.
0: All right, so there you go. Last famous words for the wide receivers. All right, we're moving on now into the most treacherous position of all of fantasy football, and that is a running back position. All right, starting off at number five, Raheem Mosert of San Francisco 49ers, and I gotta tell you, this one hurts me so much because this was the guy in my round five I was gonna pick, and I thought I had him clean clean and the guy right before me snaked him i mean just right out from underneath me just pulled the carpet and
1: i i was shell-shocked and yeah um like you said san francisco was gonna run the ball they're not very good at throwing um and uh, like i said they like to run the clock out so that's definitely a running back you should have picked up one round sooner yeah should have could have
0: would have all right moving on to number five uh we have Ninem Hines the indianapolis colts i actually might have this uh misread but whatever uh maybe number five is nineem hines so of the naheem, naheem hines, hines. I'm, naheem see i'm hines. all out of whack there man i'm is. just out of sorts already i'm just thinking back of the shell shock from the raheem Mozart uh debacle for me and i, I can't count i can't say people's names anymore i'm, I'm a mess i'm a mess 23 points he had 45 yards receiving. He had a touchdown receiving. He had 28 yards rushing and a touchdown rushing. So a lot of touchdown points here. So what do you think of this guy? Is this, he is still open our waiver wire right now. Do you think this guy is for real? Do you think he's going to get the touches? Or do you think this was an aberration? Do you think he's touchdown dependent? What, do you, what are your thoughts on him?
1: Yeah, I think they're going to do the same thing. Uh, they're going to do running back by committee. You're going to have weeks where he's not getting... The workload I think they're gonna go with the hot hand and this week he was the hot hand because um he knew the playbook better than Jonathan and as the weeks go on I feel like he's gonna be the lower end of the running backs but for now um I think it's in his uh direction right now the, like the graph is in his direction but not long term
0: so do you think he's worth some fab bucks that is like the the money that you would actually spend in certain leagues to try to acquire a guy
1: I'll have to look up percentage-wise what it is, but any chance, anytime a starting running back goes down for the season, you're going to see people spend money on the backup. I, I do it every year. Uh, James does it. Bill does it. Everyone does it. Everyone does it. It's just running backs are one of those positions that you need to fill. So when there's any availability, people tend to freak out. The question is, which one? Because this isn't this is the first one.
0: Yeah, and it's, it's how much? Like how desperate are people to try to secure that? And we, you know, you had that last year. You you really went in big the first week. So we'll see. Moving up onto the next spot in the running back position, that is Malcolm Brown of the Los Angeles Rams, which. 24 points, he had uh 31 rushing yards. I'm sorry, he had 79 rushing yards, two touchdowns, he had 31 receiving yards. So again, I think the touchdowns really kind of bolstered him here. Question is, do you think, again, is this a long-term thing? Do you think it's just game by game with their back their running back by committee? No,
1: I think Malcolm Brown is for real. I think if you have Cam Akers, you should be worried. Uh, because he is now the backup to the backup. Uh, Malcolm Brown is definitely someone I would target to trade for, uh, after what I saw, he's only rostered in 27% of leagues. So you may be able to pick him up in some of your leagues. Our league's nope, not nope. like he that. is taken. I, he was one of the first things I checked when I saw about, uh, high end running
0: backs and I was shocked that he was taken. Um, do you think this, what do you think this effect has on Daryl
1: Henderson? The tight end? There's no, the, the yes, next the running, back, running back. The other running back. No, I, I. I I wouldn't, I wouldn't, just like my response, I wouldn't know. Uh, I wouldn't go for him. I would avoid. uh, So moving
0: on up then, we got Zeke Elliott in the next spot. uh, uh, To be expected, 26 points, 96 rushing yards, a touchdown, another 31 receiving, and another touchdown again.
1: Yeah, okay. I, I would have 26 points with an offensive line like that.
0: Next time up, who we got? Who do we got?
1: Christian McCaffrey
0: cmc doing his thing another 26 points same thing almost identical numbers to zeke just eking him out a little bit uh doing his thing so moving on then who's uh, up at
1: number one this week though start the season this is this is my guy that i wish i had drafted in my first round spot josh jacobs roll time i
0: think that's all, all that needs to be said but we can say a little more he had 33 points he had 93 rushing yards, three touchdowns, and then added on another uh, 46 uh, yards through the air. I mean, three touchdowns. They were just feeding this man the ball. And honestly, I don't see any reason why they're going to stop. No reason whatsoever. I mean, this guy's a a second-year player. He's got more bulk on him, more muscle. He knows what to expect. This guy really could just blow up this year.
1: Absolutely. I think that's the end of that segment. Talk about Jake has four of these running backs on this list that I'm looking at. He's got Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. He's got Chris Carsons, he's got Malcolm Brown, and he's got Josh Jacobs. Like that's so absurd. he
0: right now could roster all of he'd play all four of them and yeah. he'd be probably
1: all four of them. Uh, he could put he'd have 100, he would have a hundred he would have a hundred points just in his running back spots. Just minimum. Like handicapped. Right. That's all I need to hear. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like the fact that we had to do our draft via Zoom and we weren't allowed to be in person. That's why.
0: Yeah, it's just throwing a whole wrench in everybody's uh, strategy. All right, Alex, that was our recaps of the position rankings for the week. The first ones, there's a lot of interesting movement there. And then we're going to see as the weeks go on how those fluctuate, who kind of jumps up, who falls back, and we'll keep you monitored on that and look at that each week. All right, Alex, let's keep this moving along here. We want to get into our weekly recap right now and just to touch base on kind of how we both did in our la locals league the league we're in together what was the kind of the final score did you miss any points on the bench all right let's get into it so what happened in your matchup this week
1: i lost oh
0: okay well that makes two of us so we both lost our opening week i know alex is super super upset about it because he never loses his week one matchups
1: i really don't i usually slaughter my week one matchup
0: I'm kind of used to this. I lose week one a lot, but I ended up bouncing back a lot. So this is usually just a calibration game for me where I kind of see where things are. Uh, so I'm all right. Uh, I'll be honest, though. I'm not I'm not feeling good about my team. It's it's not looking good, though. Very few bright spots. Uh, we'll see if there can be some bounce back games. But man, not looking good. How do you feel about the outlook of
1: your team then? we should do some trading then? Uh, since no one ever listens to this podcast from our league. Uh, we should do some trading at some point. You can have AJ Green and I'll take literally anybody. All right.
0: I think we can maybe work out a trade. I think we can do something. I like those terms. I like those terms. All right.
1: Cool. I'm going to start shopping him around see what I can get for him.
0: Okay. So here's the next big question was, since you lost, is there any points on the bench that you left? Anybody you didn't give an invite to that could have helped you out?
1: Yeah. I mean, I could have played Josh Kelly over Matt Breida. That would have been great. That would have been a good idea. I gotta say,
0: I remember you picked up Matt Breida, and you thought that was going to be a really solid pick. And I, I, I mean, I picked up Josh uh, Jordan Howard, and Miami just looks like a mess as per usual.
1: You know, like I'm higher on Josh uh, Jordan Howard than I am on Breida, and I'm not high. Like I'm not high on Howard, so that doesn't say a lot. Like I'm, I'm thinking I'm about to drop Matt Breida, but like he's. I do, I think it's going to be a bad move. You know, like I feel like it's that week one overreaction, but I didn't see him in the game much. They would not put him in. Yeah. I,
0: I don't know. Well, Howard, I think ended up getting hurt. So that hurt me because he did score a touchdown, but then I think later in the game he got hurt. So who knows? Like I said, George Kittle, he, he did not do anything for me. And this was my big concern about George Kittle was the quarterback, not George Kittle. It was about his quarterback and the person throwing him the ball. And I just don't trust Garoppolo this year after the way he finished last year. And I'm just now worried that, you know, I put a lot of eggs in that basket and I could have had a different strategy. So I'm rethinking a lot of my next draft strategy next year already. Uh, Players that I wish I gave an invite to, we already talked about it. Dallas Goddard, he was on my bench. He had 20 points. And that at least could have got me up into the running there. And based on the outcome of the game tonight, maybe I would have had a chance to win. So, But no go. Uh, but hopefully Goddard, he's gonna be moving into my starting lineup from here on out. So
1: my I have one other thanks for the invite, and that's uh, Robbie Anderson was my other yeah, one. On
0: we talked games. about it. I, I don't want to bring up that old wound again for you, but I appreciate you uh, being bold. I,
1: I had enough I had enough content of people I left on the bench to yes. fill that second place. Uh,
0: well, you know, but that's always a good sign. You know what? It's better that they're on your team than not on your team, so you can always move them in the next week. True. Who was kind of your best Player, like who was the best or worst players or best or worst decisions you made uh this yeah. week?
1: I think Josh Allen. Uh, being able to pick up my quarterback uh, so late while well, everyone was picking up quarterbacks, I think he was like yeah. second to last quarterback left when I picked him up. And I, he got 20, 28 points. So for a late round quarterback, not having to waste one of those spots, I thought value wise, he was my best. My guy, and I already
0: mentioned Lamar Jackson, the only guy to get me double digits, 27 points. So Doing what I need him to do. I just need everybody else on my team to get their shit in gear and help him out. Sure. Not super great, but um, always optimistic. It's only <laughs> week one. We can make some moves. We can make some changes. I do have. I, I. I feel like I might try to make trades, although I'm not going from a position of strength at this point. So we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, I'm up for the trade right now. I think that's that's what I see. Is I'll put some waiver wire bids out. But more than anything, now that I'm looking at this list of who has who. I'm coming for Jake's running back, so I'm going to start throwing anything I can at that because I'm a little scared that he has that much yeah, depth. that's not great. Not great. How did your other leagues do
0: overall? What
1: was your win-loss record there? Oh, I'm really glad you asked. I lost every single league I'm in, and that's four, <laughs> total. four total. Oh. Well, Alex, I'm sorry to hear that, man. That is a
0: difficult, difficult week one uh, to start the fantasy football season.
1: You know what was really nice though is I spent a lot of quality time <laughs> with my family when I lost early in the morning. So by like the the second round of games, I was like, "Do you guys want to go to the park? Daddy has nothing else to care about. <laughs> you want to have family time Sunday? It's family day. That's it. So there was there, that's it. So there was family day because I lost early.
0: I was uh, one and two, uh, one and one in my other leagues. I have another redraft league, and then I'm in my dynasty league, which I did not win that one. Uh, I had Miles Sanders in that league as well, so that didn't help uh, matters. And I also did not send an invite to Dallas Goddard in that league as well. Same thing. If I did, I would have been at least in the running to possibly win the game, depending on the outcome of tonight's games. So, Dallas Goddard, you are officially invited to my starting lineup the rest of the season. I don't care what else happens. So congratulations, you made the show. So let's just get wrapping up the show here. We're going to do just some quick strategy talk. What do you see, look as far as the waiver wire for this week? Are you doing wholesale changes? Or are you just going to do some minor tweaks? Are you going to stand pat? Um, how aggressive are you going to be on both waiver wire or with the trades? Like How serious are you with that?
1: Well, I'm glad you asked, Johnny. Um, First off, I'm going to give you three different positions of waiver-wire people to target. One, the running back, Naheem Hines. Definitely go for him. Number two is Jacksonville wide receiver, Chenault. Um, If you can get this guy... He is DJ Shark Jr.'s backup, and he is the guy that I see getting you the touchdowns. Not Ooh. Shark. If he's if, if anybody else getting the touchdowns as a wide receiver, look up Chenault Jr. on the Jacksonville Jaguars. And then my tight end is actually OJ Howard uh, from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Everybody knows about him, but you know Tom Brady loves to throw to his guy, and everyone's thinking it's going to be Gronkowski. I think. Gronkowski is just the decoy this year because I believe they still have brate mm-hmm. as well. So I actually hold brate higher than Gronk, but not as high as OJ Howard. So there's my waiver wire pickups for the week. The OJ
0: Howard one, I think, is a great, great suggestion for everything you just outlined. Gronk is not who he was. Um, so I'm going to put Heinz up there. I agree with you on that one. I think Peyton Barber is another one to look out for. He actually ended up having more yards agree. and more points than uh, Ronald Jones even had on that team. Um, and another one to maybe consider, especially just because running back so weak right now is Adrian Peterson, who's over on Detroit. Alex and I were talking about Karen uh, Johnson. Like, are they even just going to cut him at this point? I mean, like, where is he? Where is he gone? And with DeAndre Swift supposedly out up to four to six weeks with an injury, at least to get you through a first couple games, at least as a flyer, maybe your backup running back, something like that. Adrian Peterson maybe just has a little bit of juice left in the tank. So something to consider just because running back is such a very thin position with anybody available. That's the only reason why I suggest
1: maybe taking a look at him.
0: Uh, Do you have any other sit-start debates coming up then now after week one that you're not sure of?
1: Yeah, yeah, I do. I'm trying to figure out what to do with Brita. I got to figure out what to do with Fournette. My running back situation is is very scarce right now, and and these are names that I can't just put on the waiver wire to pick somebody else up for the week. These like I'm stuck with these guys.
0: Yeah, I know they're they're in that they could hit or they could just be absolute nothing like they were this week, but you don't know. And you, then you're playing the same game though, trying to pick up somebody off the waiver wire. And then you're also spending yeah. money that maybe you don't have to, you might as well just take the chance with the guys you got.
1: Oh, so yeah, I may do nothing. I may give everyone all of my advice and not pull any triggers whatsoever. I don't know. Cause it's, it's, I, I think I'll trade. What do you feel like you're doing this season?
0: Remember last season you kind of went against your typical strategy, which is you were a waiver wire maven. Until last season, you decided to change it a little bit, and you were a little bit more calmer and kind of let things play out. Where do you see yourself going this year?
1: I definitely think that worked. Uh, I definitely think trusting my instincts last year played into every game I had was like the championship game against me. I remember last year, people were putting up triple digits like it was their birthday, and it was always against me. So it is just depends on what your roster is
0: looking like. But if you feel pretty solid, don't go crazy. Allow other people to go all nuts, especially in leagues that have like fab or auction leagues. So in our league, I do feel like I'm going to be active on the waiver wire. I'm actually going to try to be active on uh, trades. But again, I got to get some more uh, reps in for my players and get their stock up a little bit. My sit-start debates is like Sterling Sharp I have. I have Tyler Boyd not looking good. Um, Dallas Goddard's getting moved up. I mean, George Kittle's gonna stay on my roster regardless.
1: Well, maybe that's your move. I
0: mean you move Kittle and you keep Goddard. I could do that. I mean that that's definitely possible. Um, I keep Goddard. I could move one of my tight ends. That's that's my best value right now to try to fill out some depth. The question is, should I just keep two tight ends and just roll with that in my flex position and then try to find other places to make up
1: moves, you know? That see that then you're becoming offensively defensive if that makes any sense by not giving away yeah uh, such a scarce uh, category in tight ends you know like if you give away a kittle for a running back yes it fills your running back position but it also fills like Jake's tight end position right that I mean that's the
0: point though is then I I'm more depth deep now tight end which is also a thin spot but running back so thin but I guess yeah one guy's got all the play. I mean look he's got all the cards so it's a difficult spot.
1: I, I think you definitely get rid of a wide receiver and you keep your two tight ends just because they're so valuable. Yeah,
0: I, I agree. I am looking to see if I can move a wide receiver somewhere and, and pick them up. Um, I, again, I might have to wait an extra week because I do feel like some of my wide receivers have more value than what week one showed. So I might have to just be patient before I try to pull that trigger. Uh, so we'll oh, see. Sure. That's what's going on this week. And do you have any other things you want to touch on? Do you have any bold predictions you wanted to squeeze in here, Alex?
1: I think Cam Newton is going to be the number two overall quarterback by the end of the year.
0: Wow, that is a very That's, big pull.
1: I'm not going to give him number one, but I think he's going to take the like just all the rushing yards he's going to get this year. I feel like he's going to move up on that list.
0: Uh, I, I don't think it's that out of the realm. I mean, you got a coach who really knows how to squeeze every ounce out of whatever players' talents are, and so he's in the perfect position. I don't have any real bold predictions this week. Uh, My bold prediction is I will be making a lot of moves over the next three weeks. (laughs) Nice. I like that. I like moves. Onward and upward to week two and hopefully a bounce back for everything. Only one direction. (laughs) Only one direction. Going on up. Moving on up. It'll be all right. Everybody, if you had a tough week one, don't panic. Stay the course. Try to make some smart moves. Don't go crazy. And uh, try to try to sweat it out a little bit with the guys that you drafted and trust in your instincts like Alex said.
1: That's it. Let's wrap it up. You can find me at Alex Laughs on TikTok. Where can you find us, more importantly? More importantly, you can find us at Fantasy Football Strategy.
0: No. Oh, man. I just flubbed the sh- <laughs> You can find us at Fantasy Football Wins on Instagram. You can reach us with feedback at FantasyFootballStrategy at gmail.com. Man. What a oh, day. What a week. I. I this this day it feels like my week one fantasy football i'm sorry everybody uh, we'll, we'll do better man. next
1: week we'll be better we were coming in hot and then we're we're bouncing all over the place <laughs> but yeah we this was a horrible horrible showing for us don't value us just based on this one show please <laughs> all right alex like you said onward and upward it's
0: only one place to go <laughs> we'll get there in week two yeah right <laughs> all right see you later
1: everybody good good luck next week
0: all right so we're basing this off the yahoo fantasy points and in our top five starting off with sir russell wilson of the seattle seahawks with 31 plus points boy oh boy did he have a big game this week
1: yeah, um, I, I think we had him on our list, though, as like the top three, one of the top three quarterbacks to draft. So doesn't that sound like uh, we're not surprised?
0: No, we're not that surprised, but it, he still had a great game. Four touchdowns, man. Four touchdowns, 322 passing yards. Very, very nice. Very, very nice. I do want to make a side point of this. I'm very upset with myself because this was the guy I was eyeing up in that draft two quarterback strategies to as a defensive move, and I eyed him up. And I had the opportunity to do it, and I didn't take it, and I'm super regretting that sure. right now for multiple reasons. The fact that I would have had two top 10, two top five quarterbacks, plus I could have used one of them to trade for a running back that I'm desperately in need for. But you know, sour grapes. Moving on.
1: It's it's only the first week. It's only the first week.
0: Yeah, but I'm that desperate at running back. I really would have flipped him this week. Anyway, moving on. Aaron Rodgers, uh, great week, great week. Aaron Rodgers, 364 yards, four touchdowns many of those to Devontae Adams, the guy that we've been saying all along was the number 1 overall,
1: right? Right? Is that what we said? Yep. Uh-huh. Sure. We uh we all knew that he was going to be on this list. Actually, I think I mentioned that it was crazy that he wasn't on the yes, list. Yes, that's right.
0: I mean, we all knew this, I think, but it was last season when we knew that he was going to break out. So, you know.
1: But I'm still not on the relaxed train. I got to be honest. Like, yeah, they were they were they were pretty heavy on the offense, and they did what they used to do about two years ago, I guess, or a year and a half ago. Uh, but I'm still not on board. I still think that was just week one. They had a long time to kind of look at play film and, and go through what they were going to do, and it was uh, uh, a division uh, rival. So I just, I just I don't know. Like, yeah, he did great. He did great to be on the number two. At number three was my guy, though, Matt Ryan. Um, I don't have the same numbers you have right now. What do you have as number three? Who's our number three then? Josh Allen. I've got him as 28 points. Yes. Yeah, and Matt Ryan is only at 24. We may be on different. Uh, I've got him at 29 on mine. I may be on the wrong league. I don't know. That's weird. Okay. I'm going to go off your list. though. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I've got Matt Ryan at 29 fantasy points on the week. I have him at, I mean, Yahoo's going off of the same numbers
0: though. He's got. I have him at twenty four point nine, and I have Josh Allen at twenty eight point one eight. I have then Lamar Jackson, then Kyler Murray.
1: That's what I've got. I've but I've got those two swapped on my list. It says thirty one for Russell Wilson, thirty point seven six for Aaron Rodgers, Matt Ryan. It's got twenty nine point nine. That's that's weird. That's that's unplanned. We have to talk to our producers on that one. Yeah, man. Are you clicking through the links that I sent you? I'm clicking through the updated links right now I went to Yahoo l a locals league clicked on players went to position available players week one and then filtered and it showed me Matt Ryan's got four hundred and fifty uh, passing yards he's got two touchdowns player list and then fan points
0: quarterback filter I don't want I want all players what do you see as your stat yeah I still have. Matt Ryan down with 24.9 points.
1: What are his stats? What do you see for his stats?
0: He has 450 passing yards, two touchdowns, an interception.
1: That's crazy. We'll go off yours. That's what mine says.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm baffled. We,
1: we have the exact same numbers as far as his stats go, but my fan points. And you see that he's on the two girlies, one cup, right? Yeah, it, but it says 29.9. He's, 20, he's 97% rostered. Wow. Okay. This is. I know. I, we've we've derailed this train by, by. Holy moly, man! I was in a. I was in a. In a roll. I was. I was. What? What do you have, Cam Newton as? Cam Newton's got twenty five point seven for me. Yeah. So
0: everybody's the same, and then because, except Matt Ryan, randomly is five point
1: swing between your roster and my roster and this. But Matt Ryan, so. I'm going to click on two girl, two girlies, one cup. And Matt Ryan has 29.9 points on Jake's team. Oh, wait. We may have to cut and start this segment over. Two girlies, one cup. but Do you see it?
0: I know I'm not. Oh, playing. he does. have. Tw- on here it says
1: 29.9. Yeah, you see it? That is yeah. freaking weird. All right. Um, yeah. I, th- I say we start the segment over. And we start from five to one instead of going from the number one. Instead of starting with Russell Wilson, we end at Russell Wilson. So you want to do these five through one? You don't want to do them one through five? And just start that segment over, just that one little part. That's what I'm saying. So you would start off at the top, the top, right? It's just when you, like, who cares about the fifth person? All right. All right. Oh, man. What a...